Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. On this episode, I want to talk to you about how I prepared going into my runner-up finish in the 2017 U.S. Mid-Am and how I'm preparing for this year's Mid-Am with a much more constrained schedule. I feel like a lot of you will be able to relate to that. Um, But before we get into that, I want to give a few quick updates. I've been at the beach for the last handful of days a much-needed vacation, if you ask me. So I wasn't able to put together a normal, full-fledged podcast for this week. But that's all right. Sometimes you need a little vacation. You need a little break. I've got lots of ideas for podcast topics and guests for the show in the future, and I'm super excited about getting those out going forward. Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be awesome. Something else that really excited me is how many people have listened to the show. This is kind of Josh tooting his horn time. <laughs> to date, The Mental Golf Show has had over 40,000 listens across all of the episodes. How crazy is that? Uh, you could hear in back in episode number 30, titled Update Pod, you can hear how excited I am to have, at the time, 1,200 listens, <laughs> and how I hoped someday to say I have 2,400 listens, and then maybe 4,800 listens. Um, So needless to say, 40,000 listens to the show is super awesome, and at the risk of sounding silly in the future, I am truly excited to hopefully someday have the next 40,000 listens. And like I said back in that episode, yes, it's cool to have this number attached to um, something I'm doing, uh, that other people like. I mean, that's cool. Like, if any of you have experienced something like that, that's something you create or do or something in work uh, that someone else likes, it's a great feeling. Um, so for the 40,000 times that this show has been listened to, that's really cool. Um, so the most popular episode so far is, can you guess it? I'll give you a sec, right write in your answers, send them in. Uh, Okay, you've sent them. Okay, how to actually improve your mental game with Jared Tendler. At the time when I published that one, it was instantly one of my favorite episodes that I've done, so it's cool that you guys also agreed. Jared is a super smart guy who has written some awesome stuff about the mental game, specifically a book that I've read of his called The Mental Game of Poker. It doesn't seem like it would relate, but it is, it's might be the best mental game book I've ever read. It was, it was, um, recommended to me from Robert Limville, uh, my mental coach, or I'm sorry, my swing coach, uh, and mentor who you guys have heard a lot about, uh, listening to this, uh, show. Um, just an awesome, awesome book. And he's written some other stuff and he says he might write a golf book someday. Uh, but you, in the meantime, you should check out what he's written so far. It's just so, so relevant to how we think as people, as humans, how we learn, how we get better, how we, uh, get through, uh, bad stretches. Uh, he talks a lot about getting over, like in poker, getting through tilt, like when you're on tilt, when you're struggling and and really frustrated mentally, how do you overcome that? Uh, And he's a good golfer himself, so he knows how to relate to golf. And if you haven't heard that episode, you should definitely go check it out. There's a ton of meat in that one. Some other highly played episodes uh, that you guys listen to a lot or shared with people, uh, 
the 80% of the mental game nobody talks about with Kent Osborne. He's also Scratch Attitude on Twitter. Uh, a great episode. I really loved talking to Kent, and I can, I can see why it was, it was enjoyed by a lot of other people. Another episode that people loved is How Intentionality Can Change Your Golf Game with Mini Tour Pro Colton Lappa. I've personally heard from multiple people how much my conversation with Colton helped them. Uh, he he introduced the concept of uh, step out of the waterfall. Uh, I don't know if some of you remember that. Just an awesome concept to leave your bad thoughts behind and just move forward, move out of them, and really have that visual picture in your head of, of stepping away from your bad thoughts. Another episode is How to Get Over Scoring Plateaus with Adam Young Golf. Adam Young is a super smart coach who thinks about things in a unique way. He's written a book um, that you should definitely check out. Go to his website. I believe it's adamyounggolf.com. Don't quote me on that. Actually, let's look it up. Let's, Let's do Adam some justice here. Adam Young Golf. I got it right. AdamYoungGolf.com. Uh, you should head over there to uh, see what Adam has done, see see what you can learn from him. Um, just a really smart coach who thinks, who just is a super thoughtful guy. It was a great, great episode that you should go listen to. He also, he and John Sherman uh, of Practical Golf, um, Practical-Golf.com, uh, they have their own podcast uh, that I'd recommend called the Sweet Spot Podcast. It was kind of cool. I've had both of these guys on the pod, and then they created their own podcast. Uh, so that's that's cool to see. So again, it's really cool how much you guys have gotten from the show that you would keep returning to listen for more. And I'm really excited about the future of the Mental Golf Show. I think it's in a great place with lots of uh, jumping off points to get better, to get more future awesome guests on. Um, and to have lots of more conversations about how to think on and off the golf course to make you a happier, better golfer. Don't we all want that? So now to the main point of this episode, how to prepare for a U.S. Mid-Am. And this is specifically about a U.S. Mid-Am and how I prepared and how I'm preparing going forward, but this can certainly be applied to any tournament, any competitive round you have in the future. It's, uh, it, it's, they are practice principles, not just how to prepare for this one thing, of course. So back in 2017, I was at my absolute peak of golf. Not just my own skill, but also at the peak of my work ethic. As I've detailed on previous episodes in much more detail than I'll get into here, and you should go back and find those, those are, it's, it's a lot of good detail that you can learn from. I would spend probably anywhere from 8 to 12 hours a day, 6 days a week, working on my game. And this wasn't just time at the course. This was, ju- this was extremely focused, intentional practice that was all of these qualities. It was purposeful, it was planned, detailed, uncomfortable, and really most of the time it was boring. And I wasn't having fun, and it wasn't enjoyable, it wasn't exciting, it was boring. I believe the only real way to get much better than you are is to stretch yourself in practice. Whether that's stretching your attention span through not practicing with headphones in or mucking it up with friends, or stretching yourself by doing tasks that are just beyond your skill level. 
You've got to stretch your ability to get better. I encourage you to research the concept of deliberate practice. No doubt most of you have heard that term before, deliberate practice. Uh, the, the guy who invented the term, I, would, I guess I would say, or began talking about it the most, is Anders Ericsson, or Anders Ericsson, um, and some other people that have done some good work in this field are Malcolm Gladwell and Angela Duckworth, uh, both both have really good books, Malcolm and Angela. Um, I've read Grit by Angela Duckworth. I highly recommend that book to to everyone. Um, all these people talk at length about the topic of stretching your comfort zone. And that's just what I did day after day, week after week, month after month, for about 13 months straight leading into the U.S. Mid-Am. And it showed. All of this effort showed. By the time I showed up, Competitive golf felt pretty easy. I went from feeling starstruck and out of place, and I felt small in the 2016 U.S. Mid-Am, my very first USGA event, to feeling like I belonged a year later. Like, this was just another round of golf. And not only did I belong, but I was confident I could win. And I, I, uh, the general principle here is, I believe you get confidence from two sources— from your past results, and from past and future preparation. And I had both of those at the time. But I had to put in that preparation. And the, and the past results I had was a month prior, I, I won two tournaments and finished top five in another one, all in the stretch of about eight days. I was seeing myself actually play well, not just in practice, but in small competitive rounds with friends, and then small competitive tournaments, and then big competitive tournaments. I was seeing those results. So you've got to put yourself in those positions. You've got to get better by yourself. Then you've got to get better in competitive rounds at your home course where it's slightly more pressure. And then you've got to get better in small tournaments where that you feel a little bit more pressure. And then you've got to get better and feel more comfortable and, and see yourself play well in big tournaments with lots of pressure. And then you can do well in those national, really good ones. It's, that's part of the preparation, is putting yourself into tournaments, getting yourself out there, getting, getting some results to look at. And I had, obviously, the past and future preparation. Now, you know my past preparation at the time, but what do I mean by having future preparation? Well, when I'm at the U.S. Mid-Am, and I hit a bad shot... I know with confidence, at the time, I knew with confidence that I was going to get back to work in the future. It didn't matter that I had a bad shot in that moment. I could move on from it because I knew I'm just going to get back to work. It doesn't, I don't need to fix it right now. I don't need to figure out my swing during this round. I'm just going to play and I'm just going to see how I play. I'm just going to test my game in this big national world level tournament and then I'll get back to work. I'll work on the things that need more work. So that's what I mean by having past and future preparation. And the combination of all of those past results, past and future preparation combined to an amazing amount of confidence that I could actually win a USGA event. And I got pretty close. <laughs> I uh, I lost pretty good in the final. Uh, I believe it was like eight and seven or something to the guy. Um, I shot 69 in the first round of that final, of the 36-hole final. I shot 69, and I was, 
I think six down or something going into the second round. He shot like 63 or 64, something like that. Just ridiculous. He played so good. I deserve to lose that day. He deserved to win for sure. Um, so now let's fast forward to today, to this year's U.S. Mid-Am at St. Caddy Head Golf Club in Nantucket, Massachusetts. What am I doing to prepare for it? As I've talked about before, my time isn't the same as it was back then. I don't know anyone's time that's the same as mine was back then, especially mine now. I'm a mental coach helping currently 28 players with their own game. I'm I'm regularly like texting, phone calls, meeting with these 28 players and and it takes a lot of time. <laughs> and I work for my parents' refrigeration company, as I've mentioned before. I do this three days a week. So immediately, three days of my week is gone completely from golf, doing that refrigeration work. In the other days I that I have, those uh, the other days left in the week that aren't refrigeration work, I have to wedge golf in. So when I get to the course on those days, it's tough not to feel rushed and like I'm cramming everything in as quickly as possible. Maybe you can relate to that. I have to force myself to be purposeful with my practice. I'm intentionally setting aside three hours a day, three days a week to prepare for the U.S. Mid-Am this year. I've had to sit down and make my schedule for the next two months to to say, these are the days I'm practicing, and this is what I'm going to be doing when I'm practicing. I've got to do that. My coach, Robert Linville, and I have identified that driving and putting need the most improvement for me to be able to play well. So I get what I do when I get to the course. I get a large bucket of balls, and I hit some warm-up shots with wedges, just kind of getting loose, do some stretching, all that. And then I hit some irons while working on my swing, I put an alignment rod down or whatever and just kind of rake and hit irons working on my swing, the stuff that Robert and I are working on. And then I get to work with my driver, one of the key points that I need to improve. I'm hitting a lot of drivers right now. Driver is outside my comfort zone. Back to what I talked about, stretching your comfort zone. And the swing drill I'm doing, the swing drills I'm doing are very difficult. So I'm stretching my comfort zone by doing these things. And I can tell that it's getting better. I do a measured practice drill at the end of every driver session where, and this is something you can do too, I'll pick a fairway about 30 yards wide, and the way you can do that is stick your arm out like full length out in front of you, um, and then make a peace sign with your fingers. And, uh, and then close one eye, and then you can see the targets that are between your fingers at, at the approximate distance of where you're going to hit your driver. That's about 30 yards wide, I believe. It's about a fairway width, at least. I don't know if it's 30 or 40, and everyone's fingers are different. But that'll give you a good idea of this is a good fairway width. So I'll get that fairway about 30 yards wide, and I will attempt to hit 10 out of 14 solid balls into the fairway. That's my goal on this measured practice drills, 10 out of 14. And I've done it the past three times so far, the past three times that I've done this drill. And But before that, I was really struggling to get like seven or eight in the fairway. And not very many were solid. So clearly, I'm improving my driving by working on it. 
and then I'll finish up my practice session. Uh, I'll I'll finish up my range balls by working on some more irons and, and more kind of rake and hit, and then some kind of random. I'll grab random clubs. Okay, I'm gonna hit to that target. Then I'm gonna move over to that target, doing my full routine. And then I'll go over to the putting green and I'll work on speed control and getting the ball rolling end over end. And this is somewhere I need to improve. I haven't found a good way to stretch my comfort zone on putting yet. So that's my next practice goal. I need to find a way to stretch myself on putting, to take my time, be intentional and purposeful on putting. But I feel like I'm getting the most of my somewhat limited time to prepare. I'm practicing things that my instructor and I know need work. And I'm working on them in ways that I didn't just make up. They're designed to help me get better. And that's very important. I'll hopefully be able to update along the way how my preparation is going uh, between now and the mid-am. And it'll be cool to talk through the U.S. mid-am in late September so you guys can get my feelings of how a USGA event feels. Just like I did for that tournament uh a month or two ago, where I talked through the tournament, the days leading up, and then and then during. I hope to do that for the uh, U.S. Mid-Am this, this fall. Uh, so I hope you can learn something for this. Even if you have a limited amount of time, as a lot of you do, or if you have all the time in the world like I did four years ago, make your time all of these traits. Focused, intentional, purposeful, planned, detailed, uncomfortable, and sometimes, most importantly, even boring. Stretch yourself. Make practice difficult so tournaments feel easy. Okay, if you like The Mental Golf Show, I would love it if you told someone else about it, whether that's online, on social media, or in person. The main way for others to discover it is by you and what you say about it. So thank you so much to all of the regular listeners, the 40,000 times this episode, this show has been played, and thank you for those of you who, who have shared the episodes that you've loved so far. It means so much to me. And uh, this is an open call to everyone listening. If you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear about, a golf mental game related topic, let me know on the Mental Golf Show Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes to the Facebook group. Go over there, join the group, Make a comment, make a post that says, I would love to hear this about On the Mental Golf Show. I'd love to hear this. This is something I struggle with. Uh, I would love to hear more. And I will hopefully do it. I love these ideas. I love when people ask questions. It gives me ideas of, okay, someone wants to hear about this. Let's talk about it. So head over to the Facebook group. It'll be in the show notes, the link. Um, Head down there, click on it, get to it. All right. I will talk to you guys in the next episode. See ya.